welcome to We Forgive You, the show where we formally forgive your favorite's worst films. I'm Alex Fernandez, a writer at Places. I'm Sarah Sorrentino, associate editor at Talk Film Society, and today's Friday the 13th. <gasps> it's a spooky day. Are you spooked? I'm not, I'm, a little, I'm, like on a, I'm like a three on the spook meter, you know what I mean? I'm not spooked. Today was great. Today's great. Yeah, today's been okay. It's been cool seeing all the Papa John racist tweets. That's been a... Like, I think that's the true horror, is finding out that one of the po- most popular pizza chains is, like, run by a, a a mad pizza racist man. Are you really surprised he's racist? I mean... Je- like, really? De- did you look into his eyes? Because they're dead. I mean, like, I saw the picture of him fucking blasted drunk at, like, a football game, and obviously I had my suspicions, but... I don't know. No, because, come on, he's hanging out with Peyton, Republican royalty. Yeah, that guy's racist as fuck. Yeah, actually, yeah, absolutely, 100% racist. Oh, God. And he served trash pizza, too, so I don't feel bad for him at all. Fuck the racist bad pizza, man. Man, seeing the rankings of bad pizza on Twitter this whole, like, last two days has been driving me insane. It's like ranking what is the worst tasting of the worst pizzas. I'm like, they're all bad, guys. It's a lot of, like, 20-year-old white dudes telling me what the worst pizza is. <laughs> oh, man, that's gotta be tough. They're like, no, it's okay, Papa John's wasn't good anyway, so it's okay he's racist. I'm like, okay, well, guys. Well, I mean, I mean, to be fair, probably the, the little guys from Little Caesars are probably pretty racist, too. Those little guys? Uh, that's the most authentic. Those little Italian Roma guys? The Pizza Pizza one? Those guys. Pizza Pizza guy's not racist. Pizza Pizza? Oh, come on. What do you think What do you think Pizza Pizza means in their Little Caesars language? It means two pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> One pizza and then two pizzas. How dare you? Oh, man. Don't make me defend Little Caesars. I'm upset now. Hey, what's, what's the SJW of pizza chains? <sighs> what's the least racist pizza chain? What's the Allies? Uh, pizza of choice <laughs> there's not one i'm sorry it's domino's right it has like i mean the closest is domino's. all shitty pizza is racist pizza pete you think pizza pizza pete has never harbored any ill will towards people I'm of sorry, any who? race or creed who pizza pete. that's not a real person all right sarah google search pizza right pete now. pizza pete google search the man who makes all my pizzas when i order domino's it's pizza pete Am I looking this up and you're just doing, like, a long troll right now? Because, no, I looked it up and it, it came no, up pretty quick. Pizza Pete! No, no. Pizza no. Pete from Domino's. Uh, there is a Pizza Pete. There is a Pizza Pete in Orland Park. Well, no, not Pizza Pete as in, like, a chain called Pizza Pete. I'm talking, look up Domino's Pizza Pete. This guy looks really cool, though. This guy's in Illinois. We should hang out with this guy. He's not racist. He's got a great mustache. Yeah, but. No, this is it. I'm not going I'm not going farther with this bit. Pizza Pete in Orland Park, Illinois. He's the one. I answered the question from earlier. Let's move on. Pizza Pete's a feminist, but he won't tell you so in person because he's not that kind of guy. He's cool about it. Pizza Pete. Pizza Pete. God bless. That's the name of the episode. Pizza Pizza Pete. God bless. Pizza Pete. God bless. Hashtag Pizza Pete, our new savior. Kick Papa John right in the fucking nuts. <laughs> he's so terrible doesn't papa john look like he'll explode if you even touch him like have you seen how 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 gross that man looks lately you know how when you even like brush against a love bug it like implodes on itself and becomes goop (laughs) (laughs) is that what papa john does 
<laughs> That's Papa John. He's one. He's a love bug. That's the Papa John effect. He's like the Men in Black like villain. He's made up of love bugs. Oh God. Ironically enough, Papa John reminds you of Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs. I just saw Spaceballs for the first time last week. Isn't it fun? It's odd. It's a little bit, like, uneven, but it, it's it's a fun movie. I enjoy it. I think my main issue was that, like, there's just, there's a lot of space, spaces, there's a lot of, like, dead quiet moments that I think people are supposed to be laughing in, but I was in a room just with me and my boyfriend, so there wasn't, like, hilarious. I think it would have been better in a theater. Well, hey, uh, speaking of weird edits and um, awkward hanging moments, uh, what's today's movie, Sarah? It's called uh, The Last Airbender by M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night, as I like to call him. M'Night. I have a a story about M'Night. All right, tell me about M'Night. In senior year of high school, I took three history classes because I was filling up my electives, and I like history. I'm that kind of person. God, Sarah... Can I just say, it's amazing how on-brand you can always maintain throughout your entire lifetime. You got your shit figured out so quick. It's upsetting wow. because I'm predictable. Like, people are just like, oh, that's that's oh, up, that's right up Sarah's alley. Uh, yeah, so I took three history classes. One of them was multicultural history. We had to do a project, like a PowerPoint, you know, sweet-ass PowerPoint, on whoever we wanted. I chose M. Night Shyamalan. I'm not really sure why I chose him. I don't remember. But I did an entire PowerPoint about M. Night a year before The Last Airbender came out because I was so excited about The Last Airbender and the fact that it was going to be showing, you know, you know, this, this cool show that I watched weekly that I did a whole PowerPoint on M. Night. I have not seen that many of his films, but I deeply went into his history. So basically, I'm an expert, and uh, that's what I'm trying to get at is uh, you have an expert on the show today. Holy shit. All right, I'll I'll be sure to I'll be sure to you know treat me with respect. Try to keep my facts straight. Yeah, geez, I didn't realize. Oh fuck, I wasn't prepared. I I should have studied up. It's only been nine years since I've been in high school. <laughs> Not to date wow. myself. We're pull. Well, yeah, we're pulling up them fun facts, huh? Yeah, I'm your superior. No. I'm not counting. I'm not counting. Fuck that. Thank you. But yeah, I remember the last slide was a picture of the post i think it was a picture of the poster for the last airbender or <laughs> the cast wasn't oh like fully done yet i believe but like they had like some promotional posters and stuff and i i remember the last was like coming soon oh my the next God. amazing film from m night man <laughs> Oh my god. That whole that whole class went and saw the movie afterwards based on your presentation. They they saw it because of you. Um so you did that to them. So I think maybe if there's like ever a high school reunion, you should probably go there and apologize to all of them. I mean, technically M Knight should be paying me for in royalties. Yeah, I guess right, you're kind of like a big marketing push. That movie did not flop. Yeah. It didn't it flop. And it's thanks to me. It's thanks to my high school class of 20 kids in Melbourne, Florida. Thank you. Okay, that's my story. I'm done. That's it. We have so many things to say about this movie. (laughs) Do we, though? I really... Okay, so look, like, it's been a week since I've seen this movie. Oh, so it's gone. It not not only is it gone, but I I kind of stamped it out. I kind of like put out that fucking fire. I, I went ahead and and mm-hmm. like I couldn't even go a week without watching Spider Man Two after this. I had to watch. I had to absolve myself by watching a movie that I enjoyed after that because there was a black hole. 
I did the same thing. I literally had to watch another movie that I was like enjoyable just to get this. I wasn't upset, but I was like dis- disturbed. It's an absence. It leaves like an absence in your soul. It le- it's like it really just carves a hole out inside of you. Like it, it really makes you feel nothing. I would like to say that there are so many problems with this film. The issue is there's it's like levels of problems. Like I feel like we could go this whole podcast talking about how this is an unfaithful av- adaptation of the TV show. Yeah. I don't think that's going to get us anywhere. What we really need to focus on is the fact that M. Night, he tried to do something with this Mm -hmm. and a mixture of his own, maybe inexperience with making a franchise film. Stepped out of his own genre. He didn't try too hard with the casting. Uh, We'll get into that. But yeah, I think definitely the person who we're forgiving in this episode is uh, Shyamalan. Like, a lot of people are, uh, what's what's the little kid's name? Noah, Noah... Noah Ringer. Noah Ringer. He's a giant star now, Alex. How dare Wait, you? Really? He also was in Cowboys and Aliens. No, he's... Stop. Don't make fun of him. <laughs> Don't make fun of a child. What the hell? He's not a child anymore. He's like 35 now. Oh, yeah. Ugh. I can mock him. How dare you? I, this isn't something that I would uh, hold against a lot of the actors in the movie, like like Noah Ringer and, and the rest of the cast, like... I mean, especially for Noah Ringer, like, I, I know there's a lot of appropriate hate thrown at this movie for its casting decisions, which are all super wrong. But man, like, like I can't imagine being thrown into this movie and told to perform in, in, in with a script like this and in sets that are the, this, like, fucking shallow and really expect anything good to come out of it. When casting like this happens and, like... You know, we we immediately blame the actor or actress, which is fine. I think it's, of course, their decision to jump into roles like this, especially if they're portraying someone that's not their race or, you know, I mean, we're also dealing with Scarlett Johansson recently deciding to play a trans character. Yes, they make that decision to play that role. Mm -hmm. But in the end, we also have to hold, like, the directors accountable for letting these kinds of roles happen in their overall, like, vision. I mean, you can hold out. You don't have to do this. You'll find the trends lie often with the directors and a lot of the lead creatives. Like, it's, you know, with Scarlett Johansson, like, working with Rupert Wyatt, is it? It's like Rupert Sanders or something. Rupert Sanders, that's right. Rupert Sanders, like, going from Ghost in the Shell to the next movie, like, it's a trend, you know? Like, that kind of reckless abandon kind of comes not from a lot of the talent a lot of times which i mean they're at fault but often it's it's sourced from someplace else and it's sourced from the people who keep hiring white actors for roles that belong to people of color and people of different genders and ethnicities like it's i think it's a complicated issue but in this case for last airbender not many people put the blame on the actors they're they were young and that makes that makes sense but also, I, I feel like we have a lot of people who are not trying to put the blame on M. Night either, and they're saying it was studio studio system kind of intervening. This is going on 10 years ago. This is like the beginning of outcries, or at least outcries that were visible enough on an internet level. But I'm going to be honest, when I was paying attention to the production of this film, I think that was the first time I had heard the term whitewashing mm-hmm. and like thought about it. And I was like, wow, that's some shit. It certainly was one of the first times that it was visible uh, for me, like, 2010 thinking about where i was like this is the first time where it was like 
oh, this is this this is not a good look for this movie. I literally thought to myself, this seems off, this seems wrong. Like, it's the first time where, like, sort of, like, my conscience activated in that sense, because it was the first time a movie targeted more or less towards me um, acted in the way that it did in such a fucking obvious manner. Ugh. And I absolutely did not understand completely until I sat there in the theater and saw it. And I was like... Wow, they really decided to make the two main characters, who are obviously, like, Inuit, white people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it was just strange, and I was just, like, uh, immediately, like, put off. That's not the end of it. Like, it's not even the end of the issues. But it is so glaring that that's kind of, like, all I think about now that I'm talking about it. It was, yeah, it's a mess. I mean, it's mostly the treatment of Katara and Sokka's character, especially, like, the the stripping of personality Mm. for Sokka. Where he's just, like, this bland, old-ass dude who's supposed to be, like, 15. <laughs> he's, like, 28, playing a 15-year-old. Yeah, he just becomes, like, some dude. Like, he's he's no longer, like... And I haven't seen the entirety of the show. I've seen probably, like, a little bit of the first season. Like, probably, like, 10, 12 episodes. Yeah, we should have prefaced. I've watched every single episode more than once. You're, you're a big fan. I enjoyed what I saw, but I, for whatever reason, at the time, just didn't pursue it. But even still, like... The, the characters are so vibrant in the show, even from what I saw, from, like, the little bit that I saw. Like, I had an understanding of what these characters were like. This movie <sighs> really strips them of any personality at all. It's like, it doesn't have time for personalities. Exactly. It doesn't have any time for almost anything. That's why exposition is so, like, blatant. It doesn't have time for personalities. It doesn't have time for a romance. It doesn't have time for pretty much anything. Everything is just pretty much just motor functions. Uh, we got to get people moving from place to place. And even we don't have time to show that sometimes. You just have to narrate and tell you that people move from one place to the other. That's that's how sort of desperate it gets. I complained about kind of like the flow of Spider-Man 3, saying that it felt like, you know, we we're just getting from one point to the next to set up villains. This is so much worse. Seeing Spider-Man 2 last week after, like, <laughs> after we dished on Spider-Man 3 the way that we did. I just appreciate how fucking wild those movies are. And seeing James Franco, just, James Franco's the weirdest thing. He's just a weird dude. Yeah, I don't trust him. I don't trust his smile. This movie... This movie is, like, the very bottom of the bottom for M. Night Shyamalan. 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. Just hated this film. And it's a very interesting place in, like, the M. Night filmography where, uh, you know... M. Night has some really genuinely good movies that are fun to talk about because they're just really well-constructed and interesting. There's movies of his that aren't very good. They're actually pretty bad and fail in real fundamental ways, but still manage to be interesting to watch. And they manage to be curiosities that are, you know, still interesting to talk about. This movie sits right in the middle where it's just a bad movie that's executed incredibly poorly and is really uninteresting. It's ugly. It's ugly. It's ugly. Why is it ugly? Like, why? I mean, they could have had, like, actual cinematography to try to make up for some of this, and they they didn't. They just filmed it on set in Philadelphia. It's all either super close-up or uh, overhead shots. The overhead shots baffle me. I don't understand why. Why would they do that? Why would they shoot straight-up overhead? I don't get it. One of the things I was thinking about I was watching some of the action scenes, and especially when the Earth Kingdom, when they're with, like, the Earth Village and they're fighting back against the Fire Nation. Oh, you mean the worst long-taken cinematic history? 
It's absolute trash. And then not only that, but it feels like a, I'm playing like a RTS. Like I'm I'm like playing like a turn-based strategy game where like why is it paced so it's slowly, paced so right? Slow. There's no overlapping la- action at all. Like they start to pick up some rocks and then the Fire Nation kind of waits for their turn. Yeah, I can I can easily see M Knight I could see M Knight right now on his PlayStation 2 controller selecting attacks for the Earthbender people as as he's fucking directing this film. This it's placed so slowly. It's like I don't understand why this was a decision that they went with. I mean, he's never done action scenes like that. Maybe he wasn't ready for something like that. And then may I mean whoever he Maybe. had underneath him was like not ready for it either. It just seems like they were trying to achieve a long take and they didn't have the resources and the capabilities to actually have it paced the way that it had to. And so they ended up just going for the elongated, very slow, safe-to-get version of it. And the result is boring. It's almost in a little better later on. I would say the only part of this movie that paces at somewhat decently and is actually kind of remotely enjoyable is the last 30 minutes of it, that whole last bit. But every fight scene before then is excruciatingly slow and dull, with zero sense of stakes or tension. It's really robbed of any emotion. Again, a recurring theme with this film. Well, 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 there is one place where there's emotion in this film. Is it Dev Patel? And it's in our sweet boy Dev Patel, who's doing his best. Sweet baby Dev Patel. Sweet baby Dev Patel. I'm in love with Dev Patel. Dev Patel, God bless him. He could have been ruined by this film, and he wasn't, and that's really great. I kind of wish he was in more stuff, though. Like, currently, he's not he's not doing that much. I mean, he was in Lion, which is cool. Uh, he was in Chappie, which is, uh... Have you seen Lion? I haven't seen Lion yet. It- it's on my fucking Netflix list, and I really want to see it. I have a theory that no one in the world has seen that movie. Everybody talks about it, and everybody's like, yeah, I want to see Lion, no but one nobody's has ever seen, seen Lion. It. Who knows if it's even a film? Maybe you click on it, and it's just empty. It's just like 90 minutes of like a IMDb uh, screenshot gallery of Dev Patel. Which, I mean, whatever. Cool, man. Maybe some Nicole Kidman, like, stands have seen Lion. So, um, this movie, The Last Airbender, that we're trying so desperately not to talk about... I'm not, try- I'm not trying to be on here... Just talking shit all the time. It doesn't deserve hate. It doesn't It doesn't evoke any emotion from me. It doesn't really stir up anything. It's just a mistake. There's no reason for this movie to have been as bad as it is. In, in the lineup of mediocre... M. Night made a racist mistake. Oof, yeah. Well, alright. Go ahead. No, no, go off. No, it's cool. The dude is, you know, Asian American. Could have made a... Could have made a film representing some people. And uh, he chose not to. And I don't know why I'm so mad at him, because he never has anybody but white people in his movies, except for his first film. Mm-hmm. I should have just mm-hmm. thought about that, but then I got mad because I was like, man, you let that happen. Even if the studio pushed you into, uh, you know, casting some white people as the wa- in the Water Tribe, you also cast a white person as the main character, and then you cast brown people of all nationalities as the villains. Everybody <laughs> is vaguely brown they're not even the same nationality and they're all bad guys it's upsetting except for iroh you know uncle iroh he's not a bad guy it's a super bad look you know what's worse people try to criticize him about it and he's like no this is how everybody's in here i have the most eclectic cast of all these different races i'm like yeah as the villains and i even have a black person in there yeah 
as the dead character. Yeah, as the as the one guy who's there for like a f- flashback that doesn't really need to be in the movie, all things considered. And even that character is an Asian man. Oh man, like, I want to forget this so badly because they just released some images of Glass, and that looks so fucking cool to me. Yeah, I can't wait to see Glass, and I really enjoyed Split, and I feel like the whole M Night thing uh, has really been blown out of proportion. Like he's been. He's done himself no favors in the way that he talks to the press about his critical reception. He gets so defensive. It's really not good. It's a really bad look. And, like, I get, I get, like, disliking him for that. But I think as a filmmaker, he's provided us with enough good movies and enough, like, really interesting films to, like, really just, like, let it go. And, and having to, like, really stare at the face of this film makes that difficult to do a little bit. Hey, M. Night. Listen up, M. Night. You stick to what you know, kid. Okay? You stick to what you know. You stick to your Bruce Willis. It's cool, man. Just don't do this again. Don't don't try to do kid stuff. Don't try to make kid stuff adult stuff. Don't take the humor out of things. You're not good at humor. Just stick to what you know. Make your really dark, like, gritty (laughs) shit. (laughs) Yeah. Don't ever associate yourself with the Nickelodeon movies brand ever again. Nickelodeon movies is not your place. Leave Nickelodeon. We'll let it go. Just don't go back. I swear to fucking God, if you do the Rugrats live action film, I'm going to be real fucking pissed. Damn. Can we, though? Can we get that going? Oh, man. All right. Actually. (laughs) That's our new campaign. Oh, fuck yeah. I want 30-year-old actors in diapers playing the Rugrats babies. Oh, did I ruin it? Sarah. I would be so happy if I ruined it for you. Jesus. Uh, I ruined it. This is great. Listen, if it's not like that, it's going to be like that movie where the kids talk. Where's the Brainiac baby movie? What's that movie called? Uh, you mean Baby Geniuses? And Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2? <laughs> Why do you know And this? Look Who's Talking? No, that's a different um, That's a different franchise. Don't fucking start with me. Baby's Day Out? Okay, Look Who's Talking is good, though. Have you written, like, a whole, like, listicle about babies? No, I really don't like babies. I don't want... I I just know about Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2, because I I saw it on DVD. And it was um, pretty miserable. Pretty much on the level with Last Airbender. I don't own it, no. Dear God. No? No. I, I just thought you were committed to, like, the, you know, to the theme. I thought... I mean, you listed off a few of them very quickly, so I... I was convinced that that was, like, your secret thing. No, I just have an encyclopedic knowledge about all the worst fucking things. <laughs> Wait, back to this. Okay, I think there are, are no redeemable qualities to this film, uh, except for one part. Dev Patel. Dev Patel's per- performance. Dev Patel, the only person to make it out of this film with a career. Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and that's only because he, he did Slumdog Millionaire before this, and... And that kind of saved him. The One of the last scenes. The last scene with Ong, as they call him, bowing. I like I like that. I like that bow. That last shot's good. It's a good last shot. I like the sequel stinger, surprisingly enough. Dude, Azula. I love that little sequel tease. I love that character. I, I really wish you would go back and watch the show. The sister is really cool. She like kind of falls apart as the series goes on. And the last few episodes her like last battle with them is amazing Mm. even animation style it's really good yes no that would have been a great way to go if the movie didn't suck so bad that would have been a a great second film her 
her taking up the chase. But, you know, everything sucks and we can't have nice things. And then here's the thing that bugs me about this, too, is that this could have kept on going. Like, there's no reason for this to be as bad as it is. Like, I, I don't think this property is so unadaptable that we couldn't have had, like, at least a mediocre fucking Chris Columbus uh, fucking Last Airbender film. And, and have it continue going. Like, something that's enough for, like... I don't know, man. Like, this doesn't seem that tough to me. And I'm not saying that, like, it could have worked the way that they were trying to do it, where they were adapting one season per movie. I think that's a little bit unwieldy, but... I don't know. Like, you could easily throw... Make a movie in this universe and have it be a decent thing. I think it should be a TV show. A live-action TV show. Oh, without a doubt. I, like, I think, if, I think if the environment was there for, like, this kind of high-budget... uh live action tv shows the way that it is now i think that's obviously what the direction that they would have gone in i think that the landscape wasn't there for it like even as a movie like obviously they wouldn't have been the best adaptations uh but man i don't know it's just it doesn't make sense to me that this is as bad as it is no there are so many things that fell apart they were too ambitious. They were trying to film this, like, Lord of the Rings, everything at once style. And, I mean, it just, there was no way. And the budget was too small for that. When you have this many effects, you can't do it. You can't do it and have it look good. That CGI yak man looks horrendous. I hate him. His name is Appa. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. His name is Appa. But he looks like dog shit. <laughs> His name is Appa, and he deserves your respect. He he looks like he got yeah he looks like he got <laughs> yacked up. <laughs> That's what they should have called this movie yacked up with like an exclamation point. That would have been great. I would have loved that. All the creatures look creepy as fuck. Uh, <laughs> the the fighting is bad. The the element element bending looks like really practical. Does that make sense? Like I know a lot of it's CGI, but it looks like bad practical effects. Like, the mm -hmm. wind blowing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when he runs through everybody and separates oh, them with man. the wind. It's just corny. But that's my issue. I don't know exactly how they can make that look good, but maybe it's because it was going on 10 years ago. Maybe they can do that now. Yeah, it also comes down to the way that it's shot, and this movie shoots it so flatly and so head-on that I think it looks ridiculous. But I think if you were to actually instill it with some motion and actually... I don't know, shoot it like you know uh, how to shoot an action scene. It might actually look good. And I admit that the I don't think it's going to... I don't think it'll be a challenge to make it look as good as the animation, but, ah, man, uh, there's no way you can convince me that this is the best that they can do. This has been... This is such a rough movie. M. Night. No way can... Career. Hey, hey, can I just say... You can. can I just say, you can say it. Go ahead. You, your movie... Your movie gets either a text crawl at the opening or a narration throughout the film. You don't get to have both. That's cheating. That's That t sends you to the movie jail. He didn't even go to movie jail for this. They let him keep going. He went to After Earth. And then I went with my father on Father's Day to the theater to watch After Earth. Is your father a Scientologist? No, he's not. Did he know? He didn't know. How could he have known? He doesn't know. Did you know? I mean, yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm on a podcast with a Scientologist now. No, that's not what that means. <laughs> I've never seen it. I have no idea what that movie's like. It's rough. It's rough. It's a. It's probably his next worst uh, film after this. It's better than The Happening? It's worse than The Happening, I would say. 
Oh. Yeah, it's pretty miserable. Um, wow. Again, it's it's a problem with him not really uh, staging compelling action sequences or really doing that whole genre justice. Because happening is ridiculous and not particularly scary, but, but it's at least very funny and very bizarre. It's very Sixth Sense. At least it was like, the way that it was painted, like, marketing-wise, was like, hey, we're in this small town. Yeah, it's at least it's at least got that uh, that interesting M. Night weirdness. Uh, I mean, nobody in an M. Night Shyamalan film actually acts like a person would, but that's somewhat the charm of it, and that's somewhat uh, <laughs> what makes his movies interesting and compelling. In, in Last Airbender and After Earth, they're just broken. Everybody here is just busted. It's bad. I don't want to dwell on the past anymore. He's doing good now, man. Okay? The Visit was okay. Split? People just freaked out over Split. People are still freaking out over Split. Split has one of my favorite dance sequences in all of cinema, I feel like. Better than Spider-Man 3? Can we not? Can we not for like a minute? (laughs) He's like, I don't want to talk about Spider-Man 3 anymore, Sarah. We're on to the next episode. We did it. We did our time. (laughs) <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Um, yes, it's getting it's getting better. He's he's back on an upward swing of films. Glass looks great. We just got a really cool shot of Samuel L. Jackson in the wheelchair with a purple suit that looks sweet as fuck. Did you see that suit? Absolutely. It's the best fucking thing. Are you kidding me? I no, I'm genuinely Super excited for Glass. Unbreakable is probably Shyamalan's uh, best film, at least in my opinion. And Split was also a ton of fun. Honestly, this this is a this is a good time to be a Shyamalan fan, and I, I'm ready to move past this phase of his career and enjoy his movies again. I think we don't have to talk about how sad we are <laughs> about the Last Airbender. It could have an adaptation in the future, done better. There's chances for it. Either way, it doesn't matter. The creators have moved on. They made The Legend of Korra, which is okay. They're making another show. Uh, actually, one of them is making a show on Netflix now. Yeah, like the it's called like Dragon Spirit or something? Oh, yeah. Dragon something. That's cool. I'm all about it. Dragon something. So everybody's moving on. Oh. Except for Noah Ringer. That guy's career's over. Oh, Noah. Noah. Oh, Noah. Noah and that Jackson guy, he hasn't been in anything notable. Wasn't he in like all 12 of the Twilight films? Actually, uh, Last Airbender came out at the same time as um, Eclipse. Like one of the Twilight films came out the exact same time and he was up against himself. Yikes. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, he's making money either way, so. Yeah, hey, good for him, man. It's a living. I think we need to think about what our next film is going to be. Chappie. Um, well, if you guys have any suggestions, please send them our way. Uh, we're on Twitter at WeForgiveYouPod. Uh, we'd love to hear what movies from some of your favorite uh, creators and actors and celebrities you'd like for us to cover. Please don't make us watch Chappie. Yeah, please, somebody say something, because otherwise Sarah's going to make me watch Chappie, and I'm going to have to ruin another one of my weeks. I have decided the last two films of what like for our podcast, and I, I feel like... Uh, not only am I punishing you, Alex, but I'm also punishing myself. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice to blame someone else for the pain that we put ourselves through uh, these last few yeah, weeks. Yeah, it'd be great. So please please take this on. Take this on so we can be mad at you instead of me being mad at myself. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
that's my that's my appeal we want to be mad at you <laughs> please let us be mad at you thank you to the folks over at talk film society for hosting our show it's really cool of them to allow us to um uh inflict this pain upon ourselves on a bi-weekly basis that's really cool glad to see you guys are into that yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> they really are i know them they are they, they're about it thank you have a good night or a good day or whatever i'll go fuck fuck this movie <laughs> fuck this last stairbender more like last shit taker fuck internal pressure is five g's